This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Sign up to The Economist for in-depth curated expert analysis of world events and topics ranging from business and culture to science and technology. You'll get the weekly digital edition, online-only articles, curated newsletters on politics, the markets, science, culture, and China, and full access to The Economist Podcast Plus. The Economist is independent journalism for independent thinking. Go to economist.com and get your first month free. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, welcome back to another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. I'm one of the hosts here, Charles Chuck Thompson. I cut off like that whole intro. You did? Yeah. Because you go too I, early? I was too fast. Too fast. How about that? Look, this is what re- happens during the hustle and bustle of the holidays, as you we were forget, discussing in the pre-show. You're even forgetting like routines. I could see it in your eyes when you started. You were like, <laughs> I don't remember what I say during this time. I literally... It's yeah. so I normally don't remember until I start talking and then, and then it just happens. It's yeah. like I don't know, it's just like a normal it's like riding the bike, you know? I'm trying to think of it right now and I can't think of it. I literally was just doing the same thing and I can't remember <laughs> what I say at the beginning. It's the same thing every single time. Hey, this is just another libertarian <laughs> podcast to fill your Oh my god. What's up, all of our liberty loving friends? This is another fantastic fan epicode of good morning liberty yeah, yeah. That's and then awesome. i say something about my name and how you're not here mm-hmm. and whoever it is that i'm talking to today so all right it's dumb bleep of the week and my mom is part of the live show today so phew, no cuss no curse words today mm-hmm. clean family show completely clean yeah because you can't curse in front of your mom it's dumb bleep of the week for a reason that's Charlie. right mm-hmm. you know so um i didn't re- like this is a rough situation. It's going to be a dumb bleep, but if you are a Twitter connoisseur like I am, then you just kind of saw the entire sky start falling last night, apparently, is, is what it seemed like on Twitter. Were there people screaming at the skies? Yeah, I assume so. It yeah. was insanely annoying. And before we get into it, I wanted to, we need to clarify why we are talking so much about Elon Musk and Twitter. I think it's pretty important, this whole... The free speech thing, but of course, that's that terminology has just gone too far. There really isn't any free speech on Twitter. There's double standards all over the place, contradictions, a complete lack of principles, and it creates a very confusing mess to even talk about because what are you like what are we supposed to get on here and and defend or be against? or whatever today, because no one has any principles. Literally, this is getting made up as we go along. The only real principle I can see is maybe the the truth of Ayn Rand's, you know, selfishness. Yeah, everyone is, is selfish. Is the only virtue. It's, <laughs> it's, it's true. That's it. There, I do believe in the virtue of selfishness. Yeah. So what had happened was, there's this account that follows uh, where Elon Musk's private jet is. And he hasn't liked that for a long time. Now, your jet, this is really, this boils back down to the government because this is the FAA's fault. You know, if you, I feel like you should be able to just have a private flight. It turns out only flights that are ran by the military are able to be private, you know, including all the way up to Air Force One. Those are the ones that are actually allowed to be private. And so that's actually what Musk should be upset about right now is the fact that you can't truly have a private flight. The case is, it's not private. If you know the tail number of the jet, you can look it up and you can see where it is. That's, that's life. That's where it's the, at. One of the pains of being a billionaire, you know? Yeah. <laughs> and I understand, like, I wouldn't like people knowing where I was or where my family was at all times, where we were traveling to, and especially if it ended up getting dangerous, like what apparently happened. Like, you, I assume you wouldn't like people just being there waiting for you whenever you took off and landed all the time no probably not this is tough to navigate yeah i gotta say 
Um, I feel like, I mean, I don't know why you can't mask your tail number. I don't know. know. Like, I feel like you could mask it where it could still be, you know, tracked, but then other people can't track it. I think you're just going to have to have multiple. Kind of like we mask social, social security numbers. He's going to end up having to have, uh, you know, dummy planes, diversion planes, you know, (laughs) going around and, uh, just do that all the time. But the, the story here is, and this will be dumb bleep number one, because there is, it's, there's dumb bleeps on both sides. Okay. There are fine dumb bleeps on both sides. Uh, Musk originally posted any account doxing real-time location info of anyone will be suspended as it is a physical safety violation. This includes posting links to sites with real-time location information. Posting locations someone traveled to on a slightly delayed basis isn't a safety problem, so is okay. So is okay. He then continues with, Last night, car carrying little X which is his son in L.A., was followed by a crazy stalker thinking it was me who later blocked the car from moving and climbed onto the hood. Legal action is being taken against Sweeney, that is Jack Sweeney, the person who was running the Elon Jet account, um, I believe, and organizations who supported harm to my family. The legal action part is where it starts to get really dumb because there's, there's no violation of the law posting publicly available information. Yeah. There's surely a lawyer could tell him that now he runs Twitter. He's welcome to suspend the person from Twitter. He's even welcome to uh, take down all the links and block them. Listen, annoyingly, we've been philosophically consistent on this the entire time. Haven't Um, we private company? How about that? Yeah. Guess what? Yeah. They could do it beforehand and they can do it now because nothing has changed. That's, that's the truth. (laughs) Now, where it gets hypocritical is all the talk that Elon Musk had about being a free speech absolutist, all that. The problem is the absolutist part. He also, (laughs) I believe, yeah, I think he also mentioned the Sweeney thing, saying that he wouldn't be taking down his account. He did, yeah. Yeah, uh, that also happened. Because he he basically said, like, look how how much of a free speech absolutist I am. Mm -hmm. This guy tracks my flights, and I'm not even taking his account down. He, He... he put that out there as like a look at me. Now, unfortunately, what Musk created is something called the Streisand effect, uh, which is something that you're trying to block people from knowing or having access to. You actually created so much attention on that thing that now way more people know about it than did beforehand. The old story was with a picture of the cliffs that Barbara Streisand's house was on. They were talking about uh, soil erosion or something like that. She uh, filed to have those pictures taken down, created this case that actually drew way more people to knowing where her house was or what, you know, the grounds, what it all looked like. Streisand effect. This is way bigger probably than what happened with her. But if he's worried about people knowing about that website and doing terrible things, um, he can't stop that site. He doesn't control the internet regardless of what like left-wing politicians would say yeah just controls twitter not the entire internet so we can't do anything about it and so yeah you can stop it from being on twitter but that says nothing about being able to go outside of twitter and still find the information and now he's driven way more attention towards it by doing now he said that people would be suspended i brought in the platform rules uh, they did post these rules. He posted that people who shared those links uh, would be gotten rid of. They're talking about doxing uh, right now. It says, is the information available elsewhere online? Uh, yes. He also mentions that you can't point people to the information at one point in one of these. Uh, he says, why is the information being shared? We also factor in the intent of the person sharing the information. So they got to figure out the intent. For example, if we believe that someone is sharing information with an abusive intent or to harass or encourage others to harass another person, we will take action. Or, or on the other hand, if someone is sharing information in an effort to help someone involved in a crisis situation, like in the aftermath of a violent event, we may not take action. Regardless of the intent, if the information is not shared during a crisis situation to assist with humanitarian efforts or in relation to public engagement events, we will remove any tweets or accounts that share someone else's live location. Uh, so that's part of it. And then were the, um, oh, how did Alan Mosley say it the other, the extrament hit the oscillating unit. 
um, was when a bunch of journalists decided they were going to post either links to this account um, in some way, shape, or form, or suggest that all of their followers post links to the account, I guess, as a test, a bunch of people were taken down. And that includes people from the New York Times, CNN, Washington Post, uh, The Intercept, Mashable, and a couple other things that I haven't heard of before. And now this is a way bigger problem than it was beforehand. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, this has turned into a nightmare. Yeah. I did notice his tweet. He said Twitter is is on is fire right now. <laughs> he did say it. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of a lot of users out there. Yeah. A lot, a lot of, of time being spent on Twitter at the moment. Yeah. That's, Maybe that's what he's doing. Maybe he's just trying to drive up, you know, just platform usage right now. I, I don't know. I mean, <laughs> look, I can understand as a father when something happens like that, like you kind of make emotional decisions. Like, you know, with the Alex it, Jones thing, he said, no, he said stuff about uh, Sandy Hook, you know, and so he's never going to let him back on the platform. Yeah. So it seems to be like when, you, when it has something to do with kids, um, Elon Musk gets overly emotional and only makes decisions based on that. Which is understandable. Uh, but at the same time, like, uh, this is a tough one. This is a really tough one. Cause what I try to do is put myself in his shoes. You know, mm-hmm. it probably uh, wouldn't fit. You're pretty tall. Well, I, I just think about all the money I'd give away. Yeah. First and foremost, How you would help. You'd solve hunger. Yeah, I'd solve, mm-hmm. I'd solve hunger. We, there would be no more poverty. Mm-hmm. Uh, first and foremost, uh, but then, like, okay, if I was, if my son was tracked down because of, I don't know, information that I had control over, um, something I owned, like, would I, ugh, I don't know. Because it's almost like, uh, how do you conflate safety and principles? I mean. But on the outside of that, like, you're smart enough and he is smart enough to know that controlling the information on Twitter doesn't actually control the information. You know, this information doesn't purely but it's something exist. in your control that you can do. Yeah. You know, like when it comes to myself, I can stand up for my principles and, and I can put my <laughs> life on the line. No problem. Yeah. But it's like, <clears throat> if it's my son, what do I do in that situation? Because it's like, well, you know, Oh, my son died, but look at his dad standing up for principles. You know what I mean? Like if I, lay down my own life for my principles. No, no issue there, but it gets, it gets gray where this all turns into a big mess is all of his talk about being a free speech absolutist and, you know, not banning people, not suspending people, not suspending his critics, you know, stuff like that. And now it's turning into something that, uh, makes it very easy for the left to use, even though, um, it's not the best analogy, but uh, what I saw a lot of people posting, like what we just saw from Ben Collins, uh, saying that journalists who cover Elon Musk have been suspended on Twitter tonight, uh, basically uh, alluding to the fact that uh, people who have been critical of Elon Musk have been suspended. So this is like your fascist takeover, takedown of all of the, you know, this is worse than Trump. This is the the takedown of all the journalists who were critical of you. And when in fact you look at all of them and it all had something to do with the posting of that link to the, to tracking his jet. That's, that's what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they're able to use that and it's able to spread. And this idea this mind virus uh, spread so easily that that idea it's like I put in the notes here, this is a, a PR nightmare for a free speech absolutist uh, because the narrative is so it's all over the place now. And the problem is he was never a free speech absolutist. There were never any real principles involved here. It would like, he's mad about the Babylon bees account being suspended. And basically that led to him getting Twitter, but that's pretty much where the principles, you know, kind of stopped. You still see that when he gets emotional about something, he'll just hit the suspend button pretty much to, to take people down. Mm. What's great is like for some libertarians or some people on the right or the left, whoever it is, you know, we've been saying this the whole time. Guess what? Twitter's a private company. They can decide what information is going to be on their platform or not. And to me, nothing has really changed. The problem is that Musk said that he wasn't going to do a lot of this stuff 
and it's not quite as free speech as what he was talking about. But guess what? You don't have a right to free speech on Twitter. You don't have a constitutional right to talk on Twitter. You don't. Like this, uh, look at this um, military commander. I looked at his thing. I can't remember. Mark uh, Mark Hurtling. I don't remember who he is, but he's got like 500,000 followers. So he says, um, Elon Musk banning journalists is disgraceful and cowardly. Politicians, commander in combat, CEOs, all should, all should answer tough questions from journos. As a commander, I often didn't like talking to the press, but I knew their right to question is outlined in the Constitution. That literally has nothing to do. Same with CEOs. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, no, you worked for the government, you yeah. know? You're a public servant. <laughs> that's, that's best with your job. Not the same thing. No. And people do have the right to ask questions, but there's literally a completely different situation. But stuff like this plays really easily right now. And what really bothers me is if the Twitter files matter whatsoever, by the way, go to godhatesfeds.com, get your Twitter files matter, sure. Um, if the Twitter files matter, this is a massive distraction for them. And now next time Musk is like, look at what previous Twitter did to suppress speech online. None of it, none of it matters, dude. You just overshadowed all of it. Yeah. It's all gone. And like you said, contradictions on contradictions, because now the left... Is like, how dare you? Even though <laughs> they had no problem it's so suppressing stories or doing like, it's just, it, yeah. I tweeted earlier that I, I didn't think like out of all the stuff over the last couple of years that people got censored for saying, just think of all the things. I didn't think that the hill that we'd all die on was the right to post uh, someone's live location information. Yeah. Like, that is where the First Amendment, that is the line in the sand. But you know, they have no have drawn, problem doxing you know? people on the right. No, no, yeah. not at all. It's um, totally fine for people to dox uh, the uh, libs of TikTok. I can't remember her name right now. To protest outside the houses of Supreme Court justices. Yeah. You know? Once again, this is where all the contradictions come in. All the hypocrisy comes in. All of a sudden, the left is upset about people being suspended from Twitter, and all of a sudden, a lot of people on the right, and won't see all of them, say all of them, are totally fine with it. Saying, yeah, it hurts, doesn't it? Even Project Veritas tweeted like, oh, it sucks, doesn't it? That's not the response. The response is, this shouldn't be done. Yeah, That should be the response that lays out the principle where you don't get suspended again when someone buys this from Elon Musk for $5 billion. But people think the golden rule has changed. You know, do unto others as they do to you. <laughs> they have done to you. <laughs> and then act yeah. like you never did anything <laughs> afterwards. Yeah. Okay. Um, we'll finish up some of the annoyance here. He decided to make this uh, a vote. This is what he does to take away some of his own decision-making responsibility or to try and make himself a, um, a man of the people, I guess. He did this with Donald Trump, even though he already planned on unsuspending yeah. uh, Donald Trump's account, but he posted this and said, well, now the people have spoken. And uh, and now he's doing this saying, you know what? You know what? I get it. You guys are really upset. So let me see what everyone thinks. The, his first one was unsuspend accounts who dox my exact location in real time. And he gave four options. Says now, tomorrow, seven days from now, longer. And it won. Now got 43%. Now what's, uh, what's interesting is what you would see is if you added together now and tomorrow, you would get 47.5. And if you added together seven days from now or longer, uh, you would get 52.5. And so then he says, too many options. We'll redo the poll. Redo it. And he just leaves now. And Also, that only got half a million votes. It was only a 30-minute poll. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, this one, which he left up for a day at the time that he made it, it was either now or in seven days. What's kind of funny is now, since it's a one-day poll, would cover tomorrow on the previous poll because it's a 24-hour poll. And then in seven days is going to gather all the people who thought it should be seven days or longer. Mm -hmm. They would at least vote for that one. I think he was thinking people would vote for the in seven days part of that poll, but they didn't. Uh, almost 60% so far are saying to unsuspend them now. 
And so we'll see when the poll is over if he will listen to the people. And that's another really annoying thing that he's been doing. There's no principle here. We've got the madness of the crowd. We've got democracy. It's democracy at its finest, Nate. And I assume all the pro-democracy people, uh, if they lost this poll, would be like, well, the people have spoken. Vox Populi, Fair Vox Day, you know. Uh, okay, go on to number, that was number one. Yeah. It wasn't quite as long as I thought it would be, which right. is also what she said. Let's go to number two. <laughs> number two. Elon Musk is now promoting QAnon. This is a story from Vice. Yeah. Okay. There's going to be a, a, a bit heavy on the Musk side of things, mm -hmm. but... Because you're in love with him. No, what's, what's happened is I spend a lot of time you're on Twitter. You're a simp. You're a simp for Musk. No, I just got done talking about how he has no principles, and this <laughs> is crazy annoying. You know, this is his fault for coming out yeah. saying he was going to be a free speech absolutist. Yeah. Uh, just so you know, the people on the right are the only conspiracy theorists, That's by it. the way. That's it. So this is from Vice. Since 2018, the saying, follow the white rabbit, has become synonymous with QAnon. Here it says QAnon post. Yeah. Musk has tweeted a version of that. On Monday night, he tweeted an explicit encouragement. <laughs> we know this for sure. Mm -hmm. To his 121 million followers to look into the QAnon conspiracy movement. It's explicit. Mm-hmm. And it's an encouragement. It's not even implicit. Follow the rabbit emoji, Musk tweeted, seemingly innocuous. Follow the white rabbit is a line taken from Lewis Carroll's book, Alice Adventures in, uh, Alice Adventures in Wonderland, that has since made multiple appearances in pop culture, most notably in the original Matrix film. Now, the Matrix film part is what he is tweeting about because he's already, he's literally tweeted about taking the red pill. And you already know this. He's talked yeah. about the... If you follow Musk, you know that he makes a lot of Matrix references quite a bit. And he is he did his f take the red pill thing back during the 2020, during the COVID lockdowns and all that. And uh, red pill, blue pill, you know, there's your Matrix reference. He talks about whether or not we're in a simulation and stuff, uh, you know, all the time. He's making a Matrix reference. He's He's not... The, like well, you this said, is obviously for QAnon. Like though. you started, these people are the conspiracy theorists. Yeah. But since 2018, Nate, just so you know the history of this, that saying has become synonymous with QAnon and when pushers of the conspiracy urge others to look into the movement. The term white rabbits was mentioned on three different occasions in Q drops. <laughs> but twice, it's, synonym it's synonymous. Yeah. Twice in 2018 and once in 2019. This gave the term even more importance to the community, which believes Trump is waging a secret war against the deep state. <laughs> you know, how many NFTs would it take to wage a war against the deep state? You think? <laughs> I guess all of them <laughs> see, sold out. Look, more on that later. We gonna, we'll have to speed it up on okay. number two. <laughs> While Musk does, uh, has dismissed the claims that he's promoting QAnon, experts worry that the explicit signals he is giving, explicit yes. signals he has given the QAnon community by referencing. Now, this is another, I think, Streisand moment. <laughs> it is. It's like it has nothing to do with it, probably. Now, I always say there's truth in every conspiracy. There's something <clears throat> there, right? There is a there there. You could always connect the dots and be like, hmm. Um, anyway, but they think it's explicit. Uh, QAnon community by referencing the White Rabbit will embolden them even further, just like the Proud Boys, and possibly cause violence. Now we hate rabbits. <laughs> and over the last few weeks, Musk hasn't done much to dissuade QAnon believers. Twitter's has reinstated a host of major QAnon accounts onto the platform. As well as welcoming back QAnon accounts and content, Musk has hinted that he is waging a secret war against pedophiles on the platform, a narrative that resonates strongly with QAnon followers who believe that elites such as Democrats and Silicon Valley CEOs are running a global child sex trafficking ring. But <laughs> the last part is, is really gross to me because now they're taking, you know, this whole child exploitation and child pornography and all that. As if it's a problem to wage a war yeah. against pedophiles. Like they are tying the removal of all of the child exploitation from Twitter to QAnon. Like him removing all of the child porn from Twitter is a dog whistle to QAnon. Yeah. This is what I've mentioned before. It's like, you know, QAnon supporters 
you know, eat chicken sandwiches. Hitler had a dog. And it's therefore, if you eat chicken sandwiches, you know, like, yeah, it's just, it's, it's very frustrating. Dumb bleep number two. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Don't you wish life came with a user manual? I've needed that a lot. Trust me. Stuff goes wrong, even for myself and the other co-hosts here at Good Morning Liberty. Unfortunately, we don't get that user manual. You just kind of figure it out on your own. Hope you're making the best decisions. Maybe it's a career change or relationship. You could be a new parent. Pretty easy to get stuck. We don't have that user manual, but we do have better help. Therapists can help you figure out that whole stuck feeling, help you build better coping skills, and work through those tough decisions. I have done therapy before. Some of the best things I've done in my life, some of the best changes that I've made were because I was talking to a therapist. It was not easy when I did it. It was actually pretty tough. I didn't know how it was going to work out, but I am really glad that I did it. It's not about a therapist making decisions for you. It's about becoming a healthy version of yourself so you can make the best decisions on your own. As the world's largest therapy service, BetterHelp has matched 3 million people with professionally licensed and vetted therapists available 100% online, plus it's affordable. Just fill out the brief question there, the match with a therapist. If things aren't clicking, you can easily switch to a new therapist anytime. Couldn't be simpler. No waiting rooms, no traffic, no endless searching for the right therapist. Learn more and save 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash GML. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P, dot com slash GML. Number three, um, Adam Schiff. You know, he's a representative with the crazy eyes. I mean, the craziest eyes you have ever seen. He says, after inciting a violent insurrection, Donald Trump was suspended from Facebook. That suspension is set to expire in just 24 days, despite the fact that he's more unhinged and dangerous than ever. Senator Whitehouse and I are calling on Meta to keep Trump offline for good. Now, I know what you're thinking. Does the government explicitly request that social media platforms remove people from their platforms? They would never do such a thing. They would never. Yeah. No. Yeah. They, I can't believe he actually tweeted that they were going to remove someone because they don't want them to be able to speak to the public, that they are going to request that Meta, a private company, keeps this person banned. <laughs> nothing it's else like to say all the, the information from the intercept and everything's coming out and instead of like denying anything because i can't deny it they know what all is about to probably come out from twitter too they're just saying you know what yeah that's what we're doing and the problem is no one's gonna care they won't it's the, they're saying the quiet part out loud now because it's they saw the leaks and right out loud just fine and uh yeah we're skipping number four because it's just like what happened with the nsa and everything you know yeah. when they got caught right in link no, we're not doing that. It's like, oh, well, yeah, you are. Well, okay, yeah, we did. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We are doing it. In fact, that's what we should be doing. Yeah. And you are a QAnon believer. Not for only thinking did we, we do it, but you're welcome. All right. For your own good. All right, number five, Charlie. This is a NASA climate scientist, in case you're wondering if this is just a complete rando. Okay. The NASA climate scientist. We skipped number four because it's kind of encompassing number one, and we're low on time. Okay. So from Peter uh, Kalmus, sure, I guess he's a uh, at Climate Human here. Every time you hear an airplane, it's the sound of people choosing to ignore that there's a climate emergency. If you still fly, but it doesn't feel right anymore, advocate for a systemic end to the aviation industry. This would help shift society into emergency mode and stop you from tweeting. How do you think you tweet, Peter? <laughs> If you, what I love is he gave activists an out in there. He said, well, if you still fly, but it doesn't feel right, well, then just advocate for an end of flying. Probably because Peter <laughs> still flies. Yeah, he still I flies bet. too. Like, if you feel bad about this, it's okay. Just talk about how you don't want there mm -hmm. to be flying anymore. And that'll take care of the problem. Yeah. What an idiot. <laughs> Pretty good. Let's skip on. Um, number six. Is there a, uh, okay. Number six. Cambridge Dictionary, now this is an addition. This is not a replacement of the definition. This is an addition to the definition of the word woman in the Cambridge Dictionary. Here is a new definition. 
an adult who lives and identifies as female, though they may have been said to have a different sex at birth. So and, now Matt Wash has an answer to his question, what is a woman? Exactly. Um, example, she was the first trans woman elected to a national office. Mary is a woman who was assigned male at birth. Mm. Your examples right there. And there is a context because the way this has been worded by a lot of people, um, uh, you know, not our people, a lot of other people, was that this is what they changed the definition to. And it's not, it's one of those, you know, you see things have multiple definitions. This is one of the multiples. Although, they better put it up towards the top or they're going to be kind of transphobic. That's, you know? <laughs> that's right. It's only a matter of time. It's Cambridge is well ahead of Webster now. I know. Mm. I know. Um, I would say that's dumb. That's, like, as yeah. I'm looking at it, it looks dumb. Yeah. Okay. After you read it, I was like, that's dumb. <laughs> You can tell yeah. we're low on time right now, and I, there's some really important stuff that we have to yeah. get to, so we're kind of rolling through. Number seven. <laughs> this is from uh, Sari, Sarah, Sarah Ray, Rayo. Anyway, she's got some SR. followers. Mm -hmm. If you are colorblind, you don't see race. If you don't see race, you don't see racism. If you don't see racism, you are not actively anti-racist. If you are not actively anti-racist, you are racist. It's not complicated. <laughs> Must be yeah. a Joe Jorgensen voter. <laughs> it's, uh, it's not complicated, folks. If you aren't actively spending every minute of every hour fighting racism, clearly you're a racist. What? A, so if you're colorblind, now let's take this. We can't take it. Literally, but we'll take it figuratively. If you're colorblind, you don't see race. Now, the figurative meaning of being colorblind does not literally mean that you can't see race. It's Okay. Now, if you're going to say you don't see race, then you would be saying that you're literally colorblind. In which case, you could not say that that person is racist because they're colorblind. You're trying to add way too it. much logic to okay? this, Nate. But if you are figuratively colorblind, you still see race. Like you, you do, you just have a colorblind mentality as to the way that you treat people. And she has taken a figurative meaning with a literal meaning together and said that that's the way it works. I just wanted to point that out. You do still see race and you are still capable of seeing that other people are not colorblind like you are. And they treat people differently based on their race. One of the reasons that you're colorblind. Yeah. You've decided to be that way. And if you treat everyone the same... You're racist. Very it's, racist. It's not complicated, folks. <laughs> it's not complicated. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> Just make sure. Oh, good. We got a video. Oh, is this science? Um, a little bit of science. Oh, man. I forgot about that video from Dumb Bleep number one. Oh, not that yet. Here we go. Oh, it's got a kid on it. That's dumb. Here we go. Can Santa still be able to visit me in coronavirus season? What if he can't go to anyone's house or near his reindeer? Well... I have to say I took care of that for you because I was worried that you'd all be upset. So what I did a little while ago, I took a trip up there to the North Pole. I went there and I vaccinated Santa Claus myself. I measured his level of immunity and he is good to go. He can come down the chimney. He can leave the presence. He can leave and you have nothing to worry about. <laughs> yep. He never lies. I know. It's, <laughs> this just in, Santa Claus dies suddenly. <laughs> kidding. Yeah. Kidding. Okay. Give, give a fat man a shot. I just, there's something so, there's something so poetic about the story of the vaccination and the immunity being included in vaccinating a fictional children's character. Yeah. You know, there's something so amazing about that and, and, and troubling at the same time. But it's like to make this perfect story about the vaccine. Yeah, I went up there this, and the vaccine there, and I, I, I measured his immunity level. This can't be real. It's right? <laughs> so this is a real video of yeah. Fauci telling this kid. No, he didn't. I, really, he didn't really go up there. And vaccine, he said I no. fixed it. <clears throat> yeah, he. Went no, up I mean, there. like he can't. This isn't a real video. It's a real video from <laughs> CNN. It's a <laughs> serious God. journalism being happening right now. Yeah. Uh, By the way, I have, a, I have a couple seconds here. I just have to tell you, I don't think this whole Santa Claus thing is a good idea. You know. 
I just think it's bad. Santa? Yeah, I think it's bad. I don't have any kids, so everyone do your own thing. I get it. But to me, starting off your kid young, lying to them constantly, telling them that someone can magically create all of the goods that you want amazingly and give them to everyone uh, if you uh, behave throughout the entire year and that there's someone who's just watching you all the time. And if you're good, it's like, it sounds like it's something George Orwell came up with to me. <laughs> like if you do a good job, big Santa's watching yeah. you. And if you're good, he's going to bring all of the, these magical gifts that didn't take any uh, actual paid labor or anything, production or resources or anything. And you can just have whatever you want, kid. Well, now we know who the real Grinch is. <laughs> yeah, Way to steal Christmas me. magic, Nate. I don't know. You, know. you have to have an excuse to bake cookies. You know, I'm just saying, have you ever seen buddy? That guy is so happy. Buddy? Yeah. The elf? The elf. Yeah. The dude is yeah. just... What's the guy's name? He's a bye, buddy. Hope <laughs> you find your dad. Who's <laughs> that guy? I don't remember. Mr. Norwall, possibly? Anyway, let's move on to <laughs> number nine. I just had the rant about that. Oh. <sighs> what? This article. Okay. Number nine? Yep. All right, here's number nine. Uh, where is it? Originally posted from Fortune... I don't have it here. It's in the notes. I'll go if you want me to. It's not in the notes. Oh, here it is. Sorry. This is uh, from Yahoo. <clears throat> Originally posted by who, you said? Fortune. <clears throat> Fortune. All right. People who skip their COVID vaccine are at a higher risk of traffic accidents, according to a new study. If you pass on getting the COVID vaccine, you might be a lot more likely to get into a car crash. <laughs> now, we can do an empirical study between Nate and I. I got the vaccine. <laughs> Nate did not. I didn't. And you. And I was in. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Now, you're, you're in an infinitely more. the lady who spun out in front of she me. She was unvaccinated. She was unvaccinated. Mm -hmm. that was, yeah. And I just got caught if in the crosshairs. If you wouldn't have been vaccinated, you probably would have been killed in that wreck. Yeah. I probably. Bet. Or at least those are the findings of a new study published this month in the American Journal of Medicine. Jesus Christ. <laughs> Can we take the American Journal of Medicine seriously now? This is actually published. During the summer of 2021, Canadian researchers examined the encrypted government-held records of more than 11 million adults, 16% of whom haven't received the COVID vaccine. They found that the unvaccinated people were 72% more likely to be involved in a severe traffic crash in which at least one person was transported to the hospital than those who were vaccinated. The excess risk of car crash uh, posed by unvaccinated drivers exceeds the safety gains from modern automobile engineering advances and also imposes risks on other road users. <laughs> of course, skipping a COVID vaccine does not mean that someone will get into a car crash. Instead, the authors theorize that people who resist public health recommendations might also neglect basic road safety guidelines. They probably voted for Trump, even <clears throat> if they were in Canada. These anarchists out there. Why would they ignore the rules of the road? Distrust of the government a belief in freedom, misconceptions of daily risks, faith in natural protection, um, antipathy toward regulation, poverty, misinformation, a lack of resources and personal beliefs are potential reasons for, proposed by the author. A belief in freedom. Yeah, belief in freedom. <laughs> the findings are I significant. It's amazing because it's like all the other the people who got vaccinated. You don't have to worry about that belief in freedom thing with them. You know, yeah, that's the problem. Anyway. First responders uh, may also consider taking pre precautions to protect themselves from COVID when responding to traffic crashes. The authors added, as more likely that a driver is unvaccinated <laughs> than vaccinated. The findings suggest that unvaccinated adults need to be careful indoors and with other people and outside with surrounding traffic. Now, I will say one theory could be that those who are unvaccinated were also the ones who were probably out driving more. Because they were like, screw your stay-at-home orders. That's uh, so, that's part of it. So when you look at the data, it could be skewed. Oh, oh, don't worry. From the beginning. Don't worry. So, I, brought, I brought some numbers. Now, I don't know about that. I don't know about that part. I do, <clears throat> I do have to point out here, it's pretty funny. They say that even first responders should be... <laughs> I mean, first responders need to be more careful when they see someone in an accident. Because it's more likely that they're not that that's vaccinated. an unvaccinated person. Now, never right mind there. that the vaccine has nothing to do with stopping transmission 
of, of COVID. <laughs> now, what, by the way, I think we have to give a little bit of credit. I understand some of the stuff they're saying. Like, okay, a lot of the people who didn't get vaccinated, maybe they just don't like rules. Okay. Maybe they just don't like it when people tell them what to do, including traffic cops. You know, <clears throat> that's mm. a, that could be a thing too. Possibly. Although if you are selfish, it would still be in your own self-interest to drive safely on the road. What you will actually find in the data, the most glaringly obvious part is that, uh, Half of the people that were not vaccinated uh, that they found in this study were young people between the ages of 18 and 40. And then when you get to old people, who are the ones uh, that are the most vaccinated group of people, um, only 12% of the people I found in the study were, uh, were not vaccinated. Okay, That 12% of, un- of not vaccinated old people also represents a very, very small portion of the amount of people that were in accidents during this time. Because it's actually true that old people tend to have less accidents, even though you would think about them being super terrible drivers, which is true for some, but they also drive way less than other people do. And And a lot slower. A lot slower, more uh, maybe rural roads, stuff like that uh, with your old people. The biggest portion were young people of the non-vaccinated people who are also the worst drivers that are out there. And that's actually one of the easiest things to see. The other part is when you break down the numbers of the people in here, only 2,800 of them were drivers. 1,100 of the people were passengers and 2,600 were pedestrians in this study Hmm. that were injured in these, uh, in these accidents. So they weren't driving. They weren't even driving, and the passengers they were clearly included in the traffic. Were not driving less than half of the people were even the drivers in the first place. So it's pretty ridiculous, and it's pretty clear. I mean, you look at the. Um, I don't think I brought in the one that actually showed the risk per age group. Dang it, the younger age group had the way higher risk level in the study, and the older age group way lower risk. But it was also the smallest portion of the people. Yeah. That they I think in. it's belief in freedom is the main. That's thing. the problem. Yeah, yeah that's what it is. Mm-hmm. So um, that's uh, that's that's definitely it. Okay, with an, um, with, an, with an antipathy toward regulation, those are the those are the people. Charlie, all right, you, here's the winner. <laughs> maybe I mean we just had a we've got some crazy ones here today. I, wanna, I guess roll the video though, right? Yeah. Dumb bleep number ten. You guys have been waiting for this one. Everyone's been waiting on it. Especially I mean, all you Trump lovers out there. I've been there. waiting on my NFT this whole time. I'm finally going to get it. Did you get one? <laughs> it wasn't time. Hello, everyone. This is Donald Trump. Hopefully your favorite president of all time, better than Lincoln, better than Washington, with an important announcement to make. I'm doing my first official Donald J. Trump NFT collection right here and right now. They're called Trump Digital Trading Cards. These cards feature some of the really incredible artwork pertaining to my life and my career. It's been very exciting. You can collect your Trump digital cards, just like a baseball card or other collectibles. Here's one of the best parts. Each card comes with an automatic chance to win amazing prizes like dinner with me. I don't know if that's an amazing prize, but it's what we have. Or golf with you and a group of your friends at one of my beautiful golf courses, and they are beautiful. I'm also doing Zoom calls, a one-on-one meeting, autographing memorabilia, and so much more. We're doing a lot. My official Trump digital trading cards are $99, which doesn't sound like very much for what you're getting. Buy one and you will join a very exclusive community. It's my community. That's enough. <laughs> Starting to sound like we're actually running ads for the damn thing. Oh. They're all gone, by the way, so you can't... Allegedly. I think that's BS. Okay. I think that the response to it was so terrible uh, that they decided to say the next day that they were all gone and that he sold all of them, which is one, like, a, yeah, see see how good these were? I mean, you don't think Trump can get 45,000 people? I don't know. Maybe he did. 45,000 people, pay 100 spend, bucks. I mean, you know. that's easy. Yeah. That's easy for him to do. So, yeah, I think they. I think they're gone. It's it's sad. It's, it's sad, really. I find this to be sad. Hopefully, um, you're my favorite. I'm your favorite president. He also sounded a little down yeah. in there. He started saying, "Hopefully, I'm your favorite president," and then he says, 
I'm better than Washington and Lincoln. Yeah. And then he says, later, you get a chance to have dinner with me, uh, which is amazing. And he said, well, hopefully it's amazing. You know, yeah. that's what we got. Well, if you're better than George Washington and Abraham Lincoln, you, you better hope that the dinner with that's, you would be freaking amazing. <laughs> I don't know how much yeah. Kanye paid, but that's a pretty good gift. Also, his know? golf prize I looked into was kind of re- like ridiculous. It's only for an hour. Really? You can't get a whole round. You can't, you can't even play nine holes in an hour. Yeah. You're getting four to five holes max. So the other thing, um, you know, was this a campaign fundraiser? Um, no, apparently what he did was he sold licensing rights to his image and likeness and everything. And so he's going to get a payout per sale of everything. It's also a little weird because he's not been a big fan of crypto in the past either. And Everything crypto is pretty much tanking right now, including like, a, you know, remember when NFTs were like a real big deal back way yeah. back when? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's just sad. I just find it sad, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I guess he kind of deserves it for being such a crazy narcissist and all that. But, you know, it's when someone gets old, like you start to feel bad for him, you know, <laughs> that they know what their legacy is. You don't feel bad for Joe Biden? I don't have... He's not cognizant of what's happening around him, you know, so there's no point in me feeling bad for him. He doesn't even know what's going on. He's the happiest guy in the world who wakes up every single day to the news that he's the president, you know? It's amazing. I stole that from Ben Shapiro. wasn't my idea. Yeah. Just so you guys know. I'm the president? Yeah. Me? I guess they're all gone. Okay, let's get to them there votes for the dumb bleeps um, while Charlie's telling you guys about things. All right, y'all, get your votes in. Are you? Did you already put the numbers up? Oh, I didn't put any numbers up. Yeah. Hold on. Get, put some numbers up. Nate's going to put the numbers up to vote. If you want to be part of the voting process, we're going to do Dumb Bleep of the Year. It looks like uh, two weeks from now, December 30th, looks like it's going to be the Dumb Bleak, dumb bleak mm, yeah, of the... That's accurate. ...of the yeep. Okay? Dumb bleep, okay? dumb bleep of the Year on December 30th. That's 1230. If you want to be part of that then you have to go to joingml.com. Joingml.com. Get yourself some merch at godhatesfeds.com. All right, let um, me do this real quick while we're, you know, so they can vote while you're advertising. Number one was this entire Musk free speech journalist doxing saga. The whole thing. Mm-hmm. All sides. All the dumb people on all the sides. was number one. And uh, number two was Musk promoting QAnon. Obviously. Uh, from Vice News and a bunch of other people saying it too. Number three was Adam Schiff literally saying that the government was going to work to block Trump from a private social media platform. We skipped number four. Number five is this uh, NASA climate scientist saying that you should feel bad every time you're on an airplane. But if you do feel bad and you still need to fly, then just advocate for people not flying anymore. And or, end yeah. the aviation industry. Yes, exactly. Number six, in addition to the definition of a woman for the Cambridge Dictionary, uh, people who, that they may have been said to have a different sex at birth, you know, by a medical doctor. Number seven, this lady, SR, saying that if you're colorblind, if you're, colorblind you're racist. If you're not actively anti-racist. Yeah, you can't be actively anti-racist if you're colorblind. And so you're racist if you're colorblind. Um, number eight is Fauci telling a kid that he went up to the North Pole and vaccinated Santa. <laughs> is that something he does a few times a year, you think? Because I'd assume he'd be dead by now. I don't know. You know? Does he have his boosters? I don't, that's what I'm asking about. Yeah. I'm, I'm not sure. Um, number, he could have just caught him at a mall. You know, why go all the way up there? Yeah. The dude's been hanging around around the mall out yeah. back by my house, you know? Number nine, if you skipped your COVID vaccine, you're at a higher risk of a traffic accident, says Science, the American Journal of Medicinery. And um, we looked at some of the science on it. Number 10, Trump's superhero announcement. And if you're listening, you haven't seen it. It's important that we state the pictures are not just these real nice photos of Donald Trump, of him like doing work in the Oval Office or anything. Okay. <laughs> These are ridiculous superhero laser <laughs> eyes. This is Trump as Superman. You have to watch the video. It's and so good. It's some of the most... Um, 
it really bothers me the people that worship this guy. And what bothers me is that there's a lot of evangelical people that worship this guy as a false idol, and they don't even see it. And that's what bothers me, and that's what makes me think about what I was telling you about earlier. Mm. You know, the AC about that whole uh, end of, end times thing. Yeah. yeah, and not that I'm you know real big on all that stuff. Nate's saying the revelations here. I'm not saying that. I'm saying it fits the story better. You just said to read your people. Bible. Read your Bible. I'm telling you that he fits better than a lot of other people. All right? He is a false idol, and he's being followed by people. Okay. We are not. We don't have time. We got no, two we minutes. We got All right, two y'all, minutes. get your votes in. Get your mm-hmm. votes in. Nate's going to count them up. I think there's. it's pretty split. I don't really have to. Like Discord's going to count. It's going to show me the numbers. Go to joingml.com. Go to godhatesfeds.com. And if you want to know what's happening with the market, the feds raised rates again. They are a little bit more hawkish on the future. The market has fallen from a re- from a recent push up, but to to know about that, you got to go to natescrashcourse.com. Natescrashcourse.com. Get some education on your financials because you got to you got to know what's going on. Guys, you, color neutral thumbs up. That's all that's being taken right now. Just just so you know, not middle fingers. Or the other ones, I. That's fine. If those are jokes, I just want everyone to know in case you're new here that those don't count. It's the color neutral thumbs up is the vote. So. All right, what's the what's the verdict? What was number six? I don't remember mm. what that was. Number six was the traffic accidents? No. No. Oh, was it? No. Oh, oh the, the woman. The woman. Man, we got a bunch of transphobic people in here, man. <laughs> I didn't realize all the transphobia it's split, going though. on. It's very split. Six, eight, it's nine, very, very ten. split. All right. All right, y'all, if you enjoyed today's episode, so I guess we're going with number six, the... Yeah. Going once, going twice. Number six is the winner. Yep. If you enjoyed today's episode, please, please follow this show. Hit that little plus button on your Apple podcast or on Spotify, the follow button. And uh, leave us a rating and review if you want to for the year. Let us know how the year turned out and uh, share the show with a friend, a family member, or foe during this wonderful holiday season. Let them know that if you, uh, even if you don't have a gift for them, you do have the gift of liberty. Mm-hmm. And you can share that with them. By telling them to have a good morning, Liberty. And uh, go to BernieLies.com. If you do all that, <laughs> we'll be back again on Monday. But it's, you know, the timeline Next week is up in this. the air. They're, it's the hustle honestly, and bustle of holidays, and we don't know. Leaning towards, we'll see uh, after we, Christmas more than likely. Ya. I have several interviews um, at the beginning of next week, but the, the plain fact of the matter is I'm going to go see my family next week. And the only reason I wouldn't go see my family is out of an obligation to the people on the podcast that I must provide them with live content early in the week next week. You need to be clear about this. And and that's the only reason that I wouldn't be seeing my family. What I want to know is do the people in the live group really want me to forego seeing my family? So are we still, we didn't end the show yet, did we? We haven't. Oh, no. crap. Okay. We'll let you know. Do people on this podcast... We will let you know, okay? Well, but people everyone on this podcast a, force Nate not to see his family. We'll put it up to a vote. We, <laughs> you know, Vox Populi, Vox Day, as Musk would say, or whatever, yeah, man. I don't know. The, put it on the Twitter. All right, y'all. Do all those things, and uh, we'll let you know when we're back. Until then, I hope you have a good day and a good morning, Liberty.